The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. My sweet confidants, my uh, magical resting Labor Day. Uh, is it Labor Day or Memorial Day? Oh God, see that's how relaxed that I am is I don't even know what holiday we're on. Anyways, welcome back to Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. And wow, a lot is happening right now. First of all, you probably clicked this because you saw the title and now you're very confused why this like tiny boy is talking to you. Um, but for my comfy dons who know me and follow me, you know already that I cut my hair. I mean, I cut my hair. And if you're not watching this on youtube.com slash Kelsey Dara, you're probably like, what? I am serving you um, Ellen DeGeneres, but like the one we liked, Miley Cyrus. I like to go with Charlize Theron Halsey vibes. Um, and I gave no one any warning about this. I just like did it. But here's the thing, confidants, is I've been wanting to do this for so, so very long that it was just a matter of time. And it was time. Um, more on that in a second, but also I should mention if things sound a little different or look a little different, it's because I decided to go full day of rest mode with you guys and record the podcast um, outside sans microphone. I was sitting out here this morning and I've just been out here feeling so good, probably because I've been microdosing, but it's just so stunning out here. I've got a little lo-fi playing in the background. Leo the kitty cat is like dancing around in the sun on his back right now like with his belly up it just was so magical that I was like I want to just talk to you guys because I'm in this like gorgeous space but I also was like I don't want to have to get up and like go set up the mics and everything and so I just was like fuck it I'm just gonna bust this out right here right now improv fucking uh, no script um, so I've been listening to the new Drake album a lot lately, so I feel like I can rap all of a sudden. I can't. Um, that's not true. I can freestyle. I can't rap, but I can freestyle pretty well. I digress. Okay, so haircut. It happened. I know you have a million questions. Um, first of like, what? Oh my God, why? Um, it actually had a lot to do with my pain. Um, I have neuropathic pain, which is a chronic um, condition that has to do with the nerves um, signaling from my brain into my face and they are constantly hurting I get headaches um, and for me like I loved my hair I loved I've always loved my hair um, I've been really lucky in that it grows really thick it grows really fast um, it was like my one shining redeemable trait that I had um, but I kept going shorter and shorter y'all have seen me go shorter and shorter over the years and I really got to a place where, like, I loved the length, but it was just at that length where, like, 
pinning it back didn't pin it all the way back you put it in a hair tie you couldn't put in a clip you could only like tie it back or wear a headband with it back and headbands and hair ties give me the worst freaking headaches and it just pulls on all these muscles and jaw things and bones and like I just couldn't do it anymore and so I've been thinking about it and and every day that I had to like do my yoga and push my hair out of the way or like do meetings and constantly have to like put my hair behind my ears or like deal with it or just like make it look good when I'd been like rubbing my head all day I was just like I'm done I'm done and I feel like the universe makes it happen when it's supposed to happen because my next door neighbor it turns out is like kind of a famous hair cutter person which I didn't know you could be just a hair cutter person I thought you had to be like a stylist of some sort but he's famous for like doing celebrity hair cuts so I felt like it was serendipitous I texted him and was like hey hi here's what I want to do he was like are you having a mental breakdown what spawned this and I was like nope this is something I've been wanting to do I've never felt more confident about it when can we do it like can we do it ASAP and yeah we just did it it took like less than an hour I showed him some like Michelle Williams pixie cut vibes and it turned out like better than I could have expected just like style wise for my head um and just in terms of like not having to worry about it and I can just touch my head and my neck and things just feel like so <sighs> relieving so that's why I cut my hair. Again, if you came here for the microdosing, you're very confused. You're like, why do I give a shit? Um, I give a shit, okay? So you had to get all of this before you got microdosing conversation. <laughs> all of that to say, I wanted to jump up on here and talk a little bit about my microdosing journey thus far. Um, if you've been following me on any of the socials like TikTok or Instagram, um, definitely follow my TikTok because I just freaking love it there. Um, I've been giving like little updates from the start, the beginning of like week one of doing it. Um, and then up to now I'm on my 16th microdose and I actually just took it a little bit ago. So maybe that's why I'm feeling so happy and zen and chilled out. Um, I've got my tea here. Um, mm. it says I'd rather be in bed on my mug, but it's not true. I'm like outside and it's stunning and gorge. Here, I'll flip the camera just so you guys can see this back here in a moment. First of all, I have two blow up pools. I'm reading so many books. I was definitely going to tell you guys about the books I'm reading. And look at this kitty cat in the sun. Hello. And my little disco balls. So I'm feeling very happy. Um, very like... Just... I feel like Kylie Jenner, I'm about to be like, it's the era of realizing things. But it does. It feels like I'm having these big realizations um, that also just happen to be coinciding with microdosing. <laughs> um... And I kind of want to like start at the beginning and walk you guys through where I am now. And I promise you cutting off all my hair has nothing to do with it. Um, so I've always, always, always been like super, super afraid of psychedelics. Um, as much more of like an uppers girl growing up, I love my um, Adderall, uh, cocaine, um, alcohol. Like I loved anything that made me feel like up and awake. The idea of psychedelics, of like the shrooms and the acids, LSDs of the moment growing up just like did not seem like a fun time. I'm like, why would you want to literally not have any control over yourself and like lose your mind when I didn't realize like literally all the other kinds of drugs I was taking was also making that same thing happen just in a different way. Um, so I was always very, very scared of psychedelics. I was not like 
anti. I just myself would not want to participate when I had friends like doing it at festivals or like going camping for the weekend. And like we had this thing in Florida. Oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it. But basically you would like go stay for like a long weekend just like this weekend and you would camp in the middle of the woods and there's like a river and like people bring dj sets and you walk around and you just like do drugs and drink and like I, stuff like that just does not sound fun anymore but that's also because i'm a, an adult and like in chronic pain and like my comforts of life um so i i never really joined in the festivities when people would do it and i had this idea of what psychedelics were you know, my parents grew up in the era of Woodstock. They grew up in the era of free love and experimentation of like all of these drugs, um, as well as like the criminalization of it. So I saw it as much, very much like this taboo thing that you either did or didn't do. And like mushrooms were just like, I, I think I, all, I also like just assumed they all produce the same effect and like purpose where it's like, you're going to trip, you're going to see colors, you're going to see little fairies and sparkles and dust. And like, if things go wrong, it goes very wrong. And I remember that, um, when I was in college, we went to go visit my buddies once, um, at a different college and they were doing LSD. And it was really a safe environment. I was around friends. It really could have been the first time that I did it. And I was like, I'd rather watch these guys do it. And like, maybe I'll do it the next night or something. And my buddy had bought this book that was like a children's book with all these different crazy colors. And um, like they were books that you could hold close to your eyes and then pull them far apart. And you would like see an image. I don't know. Some people could do it and some people couldn't. Um, so he bought this book with all these crazy images. And I remember... Um, he did the acid and then like got stuck in this corner and was just like staring at this book and I was like dang he must be really like seeing something having a lot of fun and so I walked over and I was like hey David what are you looking at and I look in the book he's looking at the inside front flap blank page he never once went to the page with all the colors and designs and like trippy stuff he just fully stayed on the front blank page and I just remember being like whatever's happening inside of his mind to be that interesting and like make this look so saucy is not something I think I could like mentally handle. And I think that's true. Like, I don't think I was ready for those drugs where my brain was back in the day. Um, I definitely think people try things earlier than their brains are ready for and matured for. And, um, I feel lucky that I was like that for some things. Whereas like the other side of the coin, uh, you know, with weed and alcohol and all these other things, I was like, put it in my body. I can't get enough. Um, and you know, there were people close to me, like friends and, and stuff that really loved mushrooms and would do them all the time. And so I did get to see a safe version of it. It just, it became so stereotyped to me. Like you had to be like either a raver, a hippie girl, or like very boho, like mm, free love. And I was like, that's not what I want to be. I want to be like boss bitch suit, New York city, making money, honey. And they do not have time for that. And I do confidently feel like I'm now in a very like halfway place where I'm a boss bitch working. Ugh, boss bitch is such an annoying phrase, but like, I do feel like I'm a successful working woman who now also can appreciate the, Ah, sparkle of life um, and slow down and know when that's needed for mental health and yada, yada, yada. So fast forward, I'm in my 
you know, 20s and I'm hearing more and more, especially as I'm studying mental health, I'm hearing more and more about plant-based medicine helping so many people and hearing more and more about these research studies being done um, where people are taking, um, what do they call them? untraditional that's not the word but like there's a medical phrase for the type of non-traditional therapies and modalities that people used with like mdma therapy or ketamine therapy psilocybin microdosing da, 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 da. and i was like oh man if science is starting to get on this maybe there's something to this maybe there was something somewhere so along the way that like the government criminalized this more than it needed to so that they could throw people in jail and you know all that stuff um and so my mind definitely broadened when i left my upbringing in Florida and I moved to New York city and then eventually Los Angeles. And I got to see that it wasn't so one thing. Like I was so set on it being one thing and it really wasn't, it was so much more accepted, I guess. And that's why I'm always telling people like the best advice I can give you in your early ages (laughs) to like leave the place you're comfortable with. Uh, leave the place and the people that you grew up around, like go see other religions, other cultures, like taste different foods, all that stuff. Um, I digress. Uh, I swear it's not the, I swear it's not the microdosing. I'm just like in a good mood today. (laughs) I'm also doing this tangentially with no like script or or focus. So I apologize if I get a little ranty or off toppy. Um, also I just feel very calm and normally I'm very like, what's up coffee? And I'm also just like, you know what? It's a vacation day. Everyone has off today. I just want everyone to feel like a little chill as they listen to this conversation. Um, so yeah, as far as like microdosing went, I never in a million years imagined I would be in a mental health headspace that, that felt like a safe thing that I could accomplish and do. I've always been very again, like a control freak where I didn't ever want to like lose my mind or have that one bad experience where you hear about the people who like melt into the floor and they never came back again. And like, I just am learning that holding on to that control is actually like making things get farther away from me and like releasing control and making mistakes and learning and like, you know, trying new experiences is, is actually the better route to go. But when it came to my brain health, I was like, there isn't like room to like YOLO around. Like, again, this is also coming from a girl who's like putting chemicals in her body, taking different kinds of drugs and pills and ingesting different experiences that were not healthy either. Um, and so I, I knew some people who were doing it. And I think actually, if you remember my sobriety podcast, the very first one I did with Curly and Zach, um, Curly had, talked about microdosing where he would take a little bite of like a little fungi and like you know every couple days do that and he had a a very like ritualistic um process and and it was very spiritual and I don't want to say religious but it was much more like um mindful of an experience and I remember I was supposed to be going to Burning Man and I really wanted to do it. You guys probably remember this story. And they were like, no, that's not like a spiritual religious experience. And to me, it really was. Like to me, I was really going to this thing, this festival, this like place that was out of my comfort zone that I was planning on it being this like miraculous moment and like different experience for myself. And they just were like laughing at me like that is not what this plant does. And I still don't know that I fully agree with that because who knows what would have happened at Burning Man. We didn't end up going, as you guys know. Um, But I do remember that was probably the first time that I felt safe enough to be 
experimenting where it's like I have a good relationship I have a good partner who's willing to like trips at me or whatever um I didn't even consider really the idea of microdosing I was thinking about like taking a full dose and um I felt like my mental health isn't a good enough place place and I just felt like I my brain had grown up enough to experience this and I was going to be in a albeit strange but comfortable place and like worst case worst worst case scenario there's medics and um different organizations that actually go to these events that help people go through um trips so if like you're experiencing something bad or like you're a newcomer or like even if you're someone who's done this a million times and and you know something bad happens there are these like safe places for people to um experience the trip um with organizations that are you know either nonprofits or whatever that can like walk you through your trip which is interesting because that's something my dad used to do I think when he was on the podcast he talked about this a little bit where he was actually um like an ER paramedic um volunteer this was back in the day when you didn't have to have a medical degree to do these things and his job became talking people out of their like um bad trips because he did a lot of these experiences and plans and um knew what it was like and was able to talk to these people and like help them calm down so uh, because we didn't end up going to Burning Man, I ended up pushing that experience off a little bit too much. I was like, ah, well, there's never going to be a safe space again. And then like the pandemic happened and, you know, I was just like, why? Like, I'll never get this chance again. Um, meanwhile, I was really, really questioning my medic, no, my medical journey, like my, um, pharmacological journey I should say um I've been someone who's been on and off SSRIs SSNIs freaking anti-seizure type medications for mental health like mood stabilizers I've been on and off these things for over 15 years in my life and I am not anti-meds I believe that these pills have totally saved me in places where I've needed them to before um I've also been like I don't need to be on this certain thing anymore and I would like to try something new and you know you guys have seen the content that I've made about this stuff so it's not new news to you guys about hearing me like maybe questioning my medical uh, pharmacological journey um and I was really trying, I was like searching for this experience that lasted beyond one trip or like the idea of one experience with these other modalities. I was like, I want to find the same or not necessarily the same, like a different version of relief with these medications than or like, like I've heard about these other things you can experience. And so my mindset had changed so much towards experiencing or trying these, these, um, mushrooms or, or like doing Molly or MDMA. Like I was way more open and I always made sure I was in a comfortable environment. So like either around friends or on a vacation or like at home in my backyard, feeling comfortable with people I loved. Like I was such a, planner in the sense of like I still kept control of what I could control without having too much control and being able to like experience what I was going to try and so I did end up trying to take mushrooms and some other things um that I didn't experience sorry let me step back to you and like 
everyone I was with was feeling it and like going through the journey. And I'm just like, I don't feel anything. And it's because I didn't know this until recently, but SSRIs actually block the molecule in psilocybin from doing its full and proper attachment or like journey. So your body will never experience these drugs, um, uh, MDMA and mushrooms if you are on an SSRI as much as it would if you were not. Um, so I started to do like some research on my Instagram too from you guys and I had hundreds of responses of people saying when they had taken a certain dose or amount, like they did feel things or they didn't feel things or that they were so frustrated. And I found myself in that space too, is that like I had gotten there mentally and physically to like try it this experience and then I would take a certain amount and nothing would happen and I'd just be like this is not only a waste of like my time and money but other people's and like it just became so mentally draining to keep trying to do these things and like have these moments and they weren't happening and like again I think everything happens for a reason and maybe I wasn't ready and I thought I was um but I just I I knew I needed to look more into the research of like why wasn't this working and so I was on 20 milligrams of Lexapro and I had been on over 1200 milligrams of gabapentin. I think I had gone up to like 3000 at one point and the gabapentin was to help with my nerve damage and so my daily nerve pain. And the thing that they don't tell you about gabapentin is that it is very easy to get on and very hard to get off for some people. Again, not a doctor, just speaking from personal experience. And before I go into the rest of this, I do want to read this week's advertisement from my favorite people of all time at BetterHelp. Um, you guys already know what BetterHelp is. It is a uh, therapeutic app platform that connects you with a licensed therapist in under 24 hours. No more comfortable, uncomfortable waiting rooms. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. I freaking love my new therapist. She is so badass she's like believes in like astrology and witchy stuff and I did not know that I could find someone who could like mix that with a, oh, a butterfly got very close to my face um with traditional therapy in my life um and you also are connecting in a safe and private environment I always say this like I don't ever imagine myself going back to a traditional therapeutic space where I'm driving and parking and Ugh, waiting in a waiting room and then going into this uncomfortable area where all people have been like crying on this person's couch forever and ever. It's like, no, I am at home. I am so comfortable in my space. I can make it on my schedule and my time. You guys know I don't need to like preach about better help to the high heavens. Just freaking try it out because I want you to start living your happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI for confidently insecure. To join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash CI. And I'm not just making this up. They have had to hire and recruit additional counselors in all 50 states because so many people have been using BetterHelp. And that's not surprising. That's not surprising because look at the state and age and date we're in. I mean, everything's digital. Okay, anyways. <laughs> The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, 
effortlessly chic year after year. Like uh, premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from 30 doll hairs, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I can confirm this. I'm actually wearing Quince pants right now. You are. They are so, they're they're loose, they're breezy. These babies have a button, a fly, drawstring, and elastic in the band. So I can like, I can dress them up, I can dress them down. Yes. They are, they're the perfect pant for summer and I'm really comfortable as hell in them. Honestly, I am wearing the Quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now. Oh my god. I know. I think it's so cute. It does not tarnish. It is so comfy and I have sensitive ears so I'm really loving this for my body. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Kelsey for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Kelsey. Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? (laughs) You are talking to two sober Sallies. You know Zach and I love to drink recess zero-proof craft mocktails because it's a guilt-free way to unwind. It has 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, and it is sweetened with agave because y'all know I got that sugar addiction. It has incredible flavors. One of my favorites is the grapefruit Paloma. The Paloma is actually one of the last drinks I was drinking when I was drinking alcohol. So this is like a nice little nostalgia moment and it still feels really fun in my hand. And there's no reason we should be missing out on the partying either. It's such a good replacement for alcohol, a great drink for having in between alcoholic drinks, unwinding at home, at dinner parties, chilling on the couch. It is endless. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. Um, So I was on this amount of gabapentin, and I just knew the side effects were nasty. When I started taking it, I wouldn't be able to, like, stand up without all of my blood pressure dropping and almost fainting. Like, I almost thought I needed to go get tested for that thing called, like, POTS because I was like, why every time do I stand up do I almost pass out? Never really equating it to the gabapentin or Lexapro because it wasn't a side effect that I read about um, that was super common. Um, which is the other crazy thing is like when you're taking these medications, you're like, I don't know what is my body or what is stress or hormones or like otherworldly experiences or what is the medication, um, as a symptom of the side effect. So for me, I was really, I was on it long enough to know, okay, something is different here. And so I, I went back and forth with, um, the, uh, gabapentin, which is not an SSRI, but, um, I, I knew I eventually wanted to get off the gabapentin for sure. These, I didn't know that I wanted to get off the Lexapro. I like Lexapro. I think it's a really, um, safe, positive experience for a lot of people, um, that I've heard of at least it's, it's like the most generically prescribed, um, antidepressant, um, or anti-anxiety rather, um, an SSRI. And I have always done really well on it. And there have been times in my life where I've been like, Ooh, okay. I need to like, this is a, this is a Lexapro moment that I need to like 
get back on because I can I can recognize these feelings. And again, this only came of over 15 plus years of being able to monitor and like be very aware of my mental health. And so it's not that I wanted to get off the Lexapro, it's that I knew if I was going to really honestly give this microdosing experience a real chance at being able to affect my mental health and chronic pain that I had to get off of it. So it wasn't that I wanted to, it was just part of the process. So again, all of this to say, these are conversations that I'm having weekly with my therapist, my personal therapist from BetterHealth, um, and conversations that I'm having um, with my psychiatrist who I see every couple months depending on like where I am in life or what my like medical needs are. Um, and I'm very lucky I do have two women therapists slash psychiatrists and I think they were completely more understanding about why I wanted to try this. Um, my psychiatrist's first thoughts were like, well, yeah, of course you're doing great. You've been on like a good protocol of medications for so long. Like, why do you want to get off of that and like have a risk of it not being great? And I was like, because I need to know if there is something else out there besides these medications that could be helping my chronic pain. Um, and I feel like if I live all of my life without actually knowing or trying that for some reason, and this is like a thing I'm working on that, like, maybe I didn't want it bad enough, you know, like maybe I don't want to get better bad enough, which is not fucking true. I would do anything, <laughs> literally anything. Um, to like a scary degree, um, to try and get rid of this daily chronic pain. And, um, so I knew that that was like a limiting belief, but I had to kind of get through that of being like, it's not that I don't want it bad enough. I just am someone who tries new things and new experiences and like communicates that to the world. I think that that's like my double Gemini in me where I'm like obsessed with soaking up information and then the way that I like become a teacher is through sharing my experiences of it. And also I just like was fucking over the side effects of the gabapentin. So we decided that we were going to titrate down. That's super fucking important. Um, I can't stress that enough. Um, and I decided that while I was titrating off, I would want to start taking the microdosing um, with it, like titrating off just so that like, even if it wasn't working, even if my brain chemicals and the Lexapro were like blocking the chemical signals, they would at least, my body could start to slowly absorb. I, I don't know if that's helpful or true, but I mentally was like, okay, whatever. At least if then I take these mushrooms and they just go in my body and out my digestive system, whatever. But what if they can help me kind of titrate off? And I fully 100% know without a doubt that it has helped me get off these medications easier than I have in the past. Um, I've gone on and off Lexapro a whole bunch of times. I've gone up and down on gabapentin for so long that I know how harsh the withdrawal can be. And this experience was not that. Um, I also decided to do it. Uh, I started to just, I, I decided to, to start titrating off um, pre leaving for our Europe trip. And some people would be like, why would you want to come off your meds while you're on a vacation? But I felt like, I felt the opposite. I was like, I don't want to be at home. Like, I want to put myself actually in an environment where like, I have the best chance at feeling really good on a day-to-day -day basis. And then 
titrate off and start to switch over to the microdosing so that when I do come home, it's not like such a shock to my system. Um, whereas like, I feel like if I was at home, it would be really hard to monitor symptoms. I'd be thinking about it a lot more. I'd be too introspective about it. Whereas vacation, it was just like, I would just start to take less with my daily meds and every two days I would take a microdose. Um, it's tough to talk about the brand and the type because it is so controversial right now. It is not FDA approved, it is technically not legal. Um, even though we're doing research and studies and you can participate in studies and research all over the country. Um, but I digress, thank you government. Um, so it's hard for me to talk about the brand and the amount and the protocol, but I would encourage you to kind of do your own research on what protocol maybe would work for you depending on what you're looking for out of the experience again for me it was like finding comfortability in titrating off those meds as well as giving my body a chance at experiencing pain relief so the protocol i ended up choosing was one day microdose two days off one day microdose two days off and i think that that's like your general starter pack of microdosing um and the way that I had heard about it actually was from so many friends um, recommending this certain brand or this certain way of taking it. Like I said, some people I know would just literally take one of the shrooms and like eat a little piece of it every day, like <laughs> no measurement or anything. And I'm like, no, 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 I need much more like measured finite certain amounts. And so this brand um, uh, that I had been recommended by so many people um, and I don't want to get them in trouble because it's technically, I don't know if it's legal. So I'm just not going to say the name of the brand. Um, you can DM me if you want to know more, or you've probably seen the videos and seen it in it, but, um, they sent me a bunch, um, because I had said, you know, I'd connected with, um, some people from the company and I had said like, my goal in life is to make mental health and physical pain easier for other people to manage. And so... Um, I would like to try this product and talk about my experience on it. And I had also seen like actually a couple TikTok ads about it. And so, yeah, they sent me some stuff um, and their gummies come pre-portioned in a um, amount that is the lowest amount that you can microdose while still gaining effects and um, gaining the um, benefits of it. So I knew that I could research this company. I could look up other people's experiences with it. And I do believe like their agenda is like when you look at their brand, even though I'm like trying to break stereotypes about microdosing, none of it was like stonery culture or like hippie culture. It was very like, um, modern, I guess it felt like. Um, and so I really, I trusted the brand and I remember I was scared shitless about doing it for the first time. And you know, I checked in with a bunch of friends and even my sister and like, people were like, you're not going to feel anything with that amount. And I remember being like, oh yeah, if I had tried to take full doses on the same type of medication and didn't experience anything, I wasn't going to feel anything with microdosing. So it was really about getting over that little like initial fear. And then eventually, you know, the second, third, fourth time, I just wasn't even thinking about it. We left for the Europe trip. I was just bloop, popping them in, not even like second guessing. It just felt like I was taking a vitamin at one point. Um, the flavors are fine. They taste like, again, like a vitamin gummy. Like there's no, um, earthy flavor. And like, I've eaten just raw mushrooms before. I actually don't mind the taste of raw mushrooms, but, um, I didn't, I, I, you know, I didn't think that, oh, I could tell there's something in this or whatever. Um, they have different flavors. Um, I think there's like strawberry, grape, and 
blueberry or something and I you know it doesn't matter to me I'm not like that picky um but I just wanted to get it on a routine so now again I'm on my I just took my 16th microdose and the number one overall thing I can say is like I 100% know that it helped me titrate off of the Lexapro and Gabapentin easier than I've ever experienced in my life of taking these meds. Um, I didn't get brain zaps. The effects of the gabapentin wore off very quickly as soon as I was like stepping down. Um, my mood, I was very cautious about like writing down times that felt overwhelming and I had to be like, okay, is this like actual, a is this like an actual depression hole or am I like getting my period or is like something happening in the world that I'm ingesting a lot of news about or like is something going on personally or like within the relationship or am I just like not feeling creative that day and I think there was probably only like one day in the last you know two and a half months that I really felt like is this a depressive hole or am I just like I started to question it being like am I really is this the wrong idea is this the wrong um is this the wrong thing to be doing? And I started to question it. And I was probably like halfway through. And even though I did really go like, oh, fuck, is this not going to work? And like got a little upset. I was like, e if that is the case, I am still going to take today as what today is and try it again tomorrow or like move on to tomorrow's day. Like it very well just could be the vibes are off. <laughs> you know, like the moon is not um, out or whatever. Like it, it, it just felt like, even though I was like worried, I still had this hope that I wanted to continue that I'd gotten this far. So now I am on only five milligrams of Lexapro. So I'm not even technically taking the microdosing in its full um, beneficial capacity because I'm still blocking out a little bit with SSRIs. Um, but I am fully off my gabapentin, which is so insane for me to say because the last time I tried to do this, I was miserable. And don't get me wrong, the pain is definitely still there. I think I'm just having a different mentality about it and a different experience with it. And I would highly recommend, again, doing this with um, therapy. And I'm doing this also with um, like journaling and different book modalities. And so I wanted to share with you a couple of the books that I've been reading along this journey. Um, so the first one is... The Daily Stoic Journal, which this guy, Ryan Holiday, has a TikTok. He has a podcast. Um, I thought it was just very, like, cis whitehead dude bullshit. Like, get ahead in life and business. And then I actually gave it a chance. And I was like, oh, I understand it now. And, like, even if it is very, like, cis white manhead, I was like, those guys are seeming to do well in life. And the patriarchy supports them. So why not understand what they're trying to understand? But the truth was, it wasn't like that at all. It was very much, like helpful for me as a person. Um, and so this is, uh, the daily stoic journal, which, um, is paired with the daily stoic, um, podcast and the book version. So the book version, you read a whole chapter and passage, and then it corresponds with a journal entry and it's 365 days or 366 days, excuse me. So it's every day. So I come out here and I do that first. Um, then I pull cards from my, fave look at this cute ass hollow deck notes from my higher self from the cosmic rx it's an oracle deck by friend of the pod maddie murphy if you saw last week's episode i did this with zach um so i'll pull a card from here and kind of like 
write about it or think on it and be like, okay, what does this like mean for me today? Or like, how can I implement this in my daily life? Like just really soaking up as much like helpful mantra work, self-help work that like, if I'm coming off of meds and trying a new thing, I want to like armor myself with so much preparation, um, in terms of like self-help and self-care. Um, another one that I'm loving is Aches, Pains, and Loves by Kira Lynn. Uh, it's a guide to dating and relationships for those with chronic pain and illness. I don't necessarily need too much help in my relationship, but I'm finding a lot of really good gems just in terms of like setting boundaries or friendships or like taking action or acceptance. Um, so that's been a really helpful one just like on bad pain days. Um, I haven't started this one, but I'm really excited to, and it's traumatized by Katie Morton, uh, friend of the pod on a couple weeks ago. This is her new book that she sent me and I'm so hyped. Oh my gosh. She wrote me a card. I didn't even know there was a card in here. I've just been like looking at this gorgeous book. Um, oh my gosh. Should I open the card right now? Right here. Let's see. Very cute letterhead. Oh, look how cute. Oh, please print me. Please plant me. It's wildflowered seed paper. That is very cute. Oh my gosh. Oh, Kelsey, I've always appreciated you and all the positive mental health content you put out. And it's always great to meet kind people in what we do. So thank you for being just that. I hope you enjoy my new book and find it helpful and hopeful. Oh, thank you, Katie. That was so sweet. I mean, like, and the book's gorge, right? It, it's, it, I like it because it reminds me of my cover. <laughs> That's so self-absorbed yeah so definitely check out traumatized i'll follow up with like a more intensive review but i'm excited about this um it's out september 7th so literally tomorrow oh my gosh how exciting um another one that i've been reading that's mind-blowing is chronic and this is more about chronic illness so things like lyme disease um and comorbidities and co-infections i highly recommend um, and How to Be Sick by Tony Bernhard. This one takes a little bit more of like a Buddhist, like woo-woo look at, um, illness and pain. But like I said, I'm willing to try anything. Clearly I'm microdosing mushrooms and I never in a million trillion years thought that that's something that I would do. Um, so that's what I've been using to kind of get me along. And I, so again, like I wanted to give this update being 16 doses in and then my first week off of gabapentin and transitioning to full-time microdosing um there's still so much that like we have to learn about this and so I'm constantly watching videos I'm reading books articles so if you have anything send it my way I want to know but I want to do another um check-in and update with you guys uh once I'm fully off and like doing it for 30 days um, I'm also going to be making a, a video about it. I've been chronicling my experiences way more in detail and in depth, um, since I started. And so, um, be sure to check out for that video, probably coming out in a couple weeks. Again, I want to give myself and my body an actual chance to be all the way off of SSRIs before I like give my final thoughts and words. Um, and also just about like what to do once I'm done microdosing, like, is this something I'm going to do forever? Is this something that just is needed right now in this part of my life? Or is this going to be, you know, an action that I'm taking until I feel like I'm in a good spot with my paint? Like, I don't know what my markers are. And so that's my first markers were like weeding off the meds and we've done that. So I feel like we're in a good spot. Um, and just, um, having support along the way, that is self-fulfilling like I think a big reason why this thing can be so scary for so many people is because like we're not really willing or wanting 
or maybe like able to put in the research and time um, to be forming our own opinions about it. So I feel like that's also important to know that if this is something you're interested in, that like there are a lot of resources out there and even someone like me full time who has the ability to like access that information still is like, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn. Um, so I feel like that's good enough for this week's episode. Again, I hope everyone's taking a nice relaxing day off. I still don't know if it's Labor Day or Memorial Day. I apologize. Um, but if you guys have any more questions, you can link them in the comments below. And um, I'm going to probably try to answer those in the actual video I'm making about microdosing. Um, and yeah, give this five stars on iTunes if you can. It's really helpful for me and it helps other people find the podcast. And I feel like this could be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, I'm also going to be writing about it in my book. Speaking of books, if you haven't gotten the first one, what are you doing? Guys, it's a great book. We've sold over 10,000 copies of Don't Fucking Panic, The Shit They Don't Tell You in Therapy About Anxiety Disorders, Panic Attacks, and Depression. I've spoken for a very long time. I hear my own voices like, okay, maybe I need to take a break and go get a croissant and have some more tea. Um, uh, don't forget, you can always reach us at confidentlyinsecurepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on confidentlypod on Insta and Twitter. We are doing so many giveaways. It's like insane. Um, the people at UPS like know me by name now. Um, I'm always shipping out goodies to you guys. And at my store at KelseyDara.com, you can actually get Confidently Insecure merch. It's up there. We got hats. We got um, t-shirts. So go get it. Okay? I haven't really been promoting it because we just switched it over to my website. Um, but we did it. Um, and, yeah. I'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.